Hello and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss Blu-rays, DVDs, and even the occasional VHS tape. I'm your host, Hal, and here today I'm going to be talking about a very special DVD. Uh, special in the, in the sense that it's not your typical DVD. So, uh, one of the things I have, uh, one, one of the uh, special kinds of DVDs I have in my collection, and Blu-rays too, is the, uh, the collection uh, DVD, or the collection Blu-ray. Basically, uh, just a collection of uh, certain movies. And you get just DVD, like, I guess because the DVD market was just so vast, you get just the weirdest shit uh, on DVD. So I have here with me today is my triple feature director's cut uh, DVD of all three of the first three Lethal Weapon movies. Lethal Weapon being the franchise starring Mel Gibson, uh, Danny Glover, uh, basically being these like two, it's it's a buddy cop franchise. Um, And for some reason, Warner Brothers or whoever the fuck decided to release a DVD collection in the year 2006 um, i'm seeing um <laughs> of just the first three lethal weapons and i think that's really funny because they made a fourth lethal weapon in 1998 so i don't understand why they decided to just do the first three i guess maybe because the fourth one is the worst one but yeah in any case they like i own a uh four pack blu-ray set of the uh tim burton joel schumacher batman movies so like warner brothers sees batman and robin fit enough to be on blu-ray i don't understand why they wouldn't make a quadruple feature it's just so it's just this is like all automatically this is already just so strange to me that they like i mean the sense that they made a a a feature dvd where it's like it's a collection dvd like on lethal weapon sure i get that but i don't understand why they would only put the first three and then not the fourth one like if this came out say before 1998 when they made a fourth one like that would make sense to me i happen to own a diehard trilogy pack of just the first three diehards but that's because that came out in 2006 and the fourth diehard didn't come out until 2007 so that makes sense to me also that i only own the diehard trilogy because well the the fourth and fifth ones are just terrible but that 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 that, that's a dvd pack for another episode Right now we're talking about the Lethal Weapons one. So the other interesting part about this DVD is that it's just a standard DVD case. So you open it up and it has uh, the section for the disc. And then you have a little uh, flap for another disc. But there's only two discs. Because (laughs) one of them has both Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 2 on them. Like one side is Lethal Weapon the other side is Lethal Weapon 2. And it's blank but then lethal weapon three gets its own disc it's like what what is this what the fuck is this box i'm like i I didn't expect to just talk about the box for this long i like i want to get into talking about the movies but like i'm just like looking at this box 
And it just is confounding me. It's just, I'm mesmerized by it. I'm like, what is this? Uh, it's just, we're, we're off to a weird star with this one. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, so anyway, on today's episode, I figured I'd talk about the movies on this disc. And even though it's not included, I still wanted to talk about Lethal Weapon 4. Uh, me being a completionist, I got to see every single movie in a franchise, even the bad ones. That That's just how my brain works. Like, I need to watch them, even though I know some of them turn out bad. Like, that's just, that's just how I roll. So even though there's only the first three lethal weapons on this disc, I wanted to watch the fourth one. And, you know, I wanted to get an idea of, is this worth keeping? Is the fourth one good enough that I want to get maybe a four-pack of the Blu-rays? Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll discuss that later on. First, let's just get into talking about the movies themselves. Uh, so let's start off with, uh, reading the back of this box. So in big letters, it has ex on the back, it says expanded director's cuts make for a heavy loaded entertainment arsenal exclamation point. Yeah. Okay. Reckless Cop Riggs, Mel Gibson, and Family Man Murtaugh, Danny Glover, are partners whose work routine is never routine in the first three films of the series that reinvented buddy cop action. Yeah, only the first three. All here in exclusive to DVD director's cut, adding footage not seen in theaters. So, I was lucky enough to see the director's cut of all three of these movies. I'm not sure if I saw the director's cut of Lethal Weapon 4, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to that movie. Lethal Weapon, in bold letters, so you know they're talking about the first one, pits our squabbling heroes against a death-dealing drug ring, and Riggs takes a plunge with a would-be suicide jumper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that does happen. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the other two movies in this back section when I get to those movies. Let, let, let's start with Lethal Weapon. So... Like I said, like I just said, Lethal Weapon pits our squabbling heroes against a death-dealing drug ring, dot dot dot, and Riggs takes a plunge with a would-be suicide jumper. Yeah, that happens. I don't really think that's a major plot point, though. I mean, it happens in the movie, but why is it on the back here? Like, like does the movie take that as, like, one of the big scenes to remember from the first movie? Uh, <sighs> Oh god, this disc. It this 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 box. This this DVD is just I feel like I shouldn't be this confounded by a DVD, but I just am because I just I don't understand it. All right. So, first off, Lethal Weapon, is it a good movie? Yeah. I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. It was a very fun action 80s movie. It's very much a uh, a movie where you can see how it influenced a lot of other movies. It's a buddy cop movie. You have these two gigantic egos going at each other. You have Danny Glover, you have Mel Gibson, and just going, they're just these clashing personalities. You have Mel Gibson, who's this, yeah, like the box describes him. He's like this reckless cop. He has this death wish. He's insane and the, the movies explain that he's insane because well i mean at least with this one it's because he's depressed because his wife died and it's like okay he's 
still kind of a psychopath. Like, he does some really messed up shit in, in these movies. Um, it's just, it's, it's kind of funny. It's really comical. Like if the, if he existed in real life, he'd be seen as a psychopath, which I mean, Mel Gibson is seen as a psychopath. So, well, what do you know? I, (laughs) I, I, I guess I was right. Okay. But anyway, Danny Glover is kind of the opposite. He's this old gruff, old time cop. He's just like, he's a family man. He's getting old you know especially in this movie he's he's always saying the line i'm getting too old for this shit you know so because he's like because he's an old man he's seen it all he's just so tired of everything he just wants everything to just go simply he's so done with everything and that's what makes lethal weapon as a franchise work even as bad as the other movies get that was one thing that was always consistently entertaining was the dynamic between Riggs and Murtaugh. Mel Gibson and Danny Glover have amazing chemistry. They're hilarious. Every time they squabble, it's funny. Like it's entertaining to watch. They were always the two best parts of, of the movies. The second one I'll get to, but they, they are always consistently entertaining. Even when they changed writers for these movies, the the actors really sell these characters. And you could never replace them. Like, you could never replace Mel Gibson as, as Riggs. You could never replace Danny Glover as Murtaugh. Like, these guys are these characters. You take that away, you just don't have the same impact. Um, and it's it's fascinating to watch them just yell at each other and i'm gonna be honest i don't really remember a ton of scenes from the first one like i said it's a good movie but i'm gonna be honest i probably remember the least about it probably because i watched the third and fourth one very recently and the second one i'll get to but i and so this was the one i watched like a couple of days ago at this point and I don't remember a lot about it. I don't remember hating it. It was a very entertaining movie. It was very fun. It was very exciting. It had some funny lines. It had the usual 80s cheese moments. It's it it, it had like the saxophone music that you hear throughout the rest of the series. Like it does a good job being a good inoffensive movie. Like you know what you get when you get a movie called Lethal Weapon. It's just a simple action movie. The bad guys are bad guys. The good guys are good guys. You're not really going to be challenged by anything in Lethal Weapon. It's, yeah, it's a hard R action fest. There's a lot of blood. But, like, uh, and it deals with drugs and sex and violence. It's like, yeah. But it's... It is what it is. Again, I'm not. I'm kind of struggling to even remember like specific scenes. Okay, there are specific scenes I remember. Like w- one of our introduction scenes to uh, Mel Gibson's character Riggs is he shows up on a scene where a guy is like holding this elementary school hostage, and he's like shooting anybody that even comes close to the school, and so Riggs just walks up anyway and like taunts the guy and then shoots him like no problem like he ran the risk of dying and killing other people but 
that just shows you like this scene shows you like oh he doesn't care he's he's uh, he's depressed he has a death wish he's he's crazy he's a fucking psychopath like he'll just do anything for the thrill of it and yeah as the box says there's a part where like he tries to get a suicide jumper off a ledge and by doing so he just jumps off the ledge with the suicide jumper it's like but i mean they land on uh, uh one of those like blow up things that they have for people to like land on so then they so it breaks their fall but still it's just like this it's the it's the idea that he's falling he's just jumping with the guy and the guy like walks away like oh man you're crazy man like uh, get away from me it's like like these are good scenes i can't really say these this movie blows me away in any way like like I said, you get what you get with Lethal Weapon. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. It's a Christmas movie, technically. It takes place around Christmas. Um, and with that said, it's the reason I bring that up is because so it's a Christmas movie. It takes place in L.A. I was thinking the whole time, man, this reminds me of Die Hard. And I fucking love Die Hard. I it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. I love watching it around Christmas. It's it's a Christmas classic to me. It's a tradition. I watch it every year around the holidays. And this one I can't really see myself returning to Lethal Weapon in the same way. I can't really see myself returning to it as often as I would Die Hard. Like Die Hard, I would watch every year for Christmas. Whereas this I feel like I could watch maybe every couple of years, maybe every other year. I just, I don't really see myself returning to it as often. Um, and I, and because I then saw the second movie, it really did put into perspective how kind of, I don't want to say forgettable because I do remember stuff about the movie and I do like it. It's a good movie and I would really recommend it. It's just, I prefer the second movie and i feel like that that is a good segue into talking about the second movie so as we left off with the uh back of this dvd joe pesci dash okay 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 dash so the reason the box says okay 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 is uh because that's what joe pesci says in the movies that's kind of his thing is he says okay 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 a lot he he just says okay a lot Hey guys, Tony Stark here to explain the joke. Anyway, Joe Pesci is a motor-mouthed witness. Motor-mouthed wit? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. This fucking DVD box. Joe Pesci is a motor-mouthed witness needing protection in Lethal Weapon 2, the series entry with the booby trap toilet. Yeah, that's... <laughs> You know what? This this box is very proud of that fact. And it should be. Lethal Weapon 2. Alright, I'm just going to say it. I fucking love Lethal Weapon 2. D if I sounded bored with Lethal Weapon, it's because it's I'm a little harsh towards that movie. Just because Lethal Weapon 2, fucking phenomenal, dude. I loved Lethal Weapon 2. It was awesome. It was hilarious. It was exactly what i wanted out of an action movie like that's called lethal weapon 2 and that has a plot like lethal weapon 2 so 
it starts off right away. It just it starts off in the middle of a ch- car chase scene with Murtog and Riggs ch- chasing some guy. We don't know. We don't. We don't know. Like we're literally just dropped into it. And usually that would annoy a lot of people. It probably does annoy a lot of people. I Me mean, personally, I'm like, all right, this movie doesn't care. <laughs> Let's go. Like, I'm all for this. I'm all for this crazy ass opening. And the car chase is phenomenal. It's so good. It's such a good ch- car chase. Just, it's crazy. And they have this running joke throughout the rest of the movie because they're in uh, Murtaugh's wife's car. And he's just like, all right, we can't get a scratch on this. And just throughout the whole movie, they're just beating the shit out of that car. Like, everything just goes wrong. It's it's a piece of shit by the end. It's hilarious. It's a good running joke. There's a, a lot of these movies have running jokes. This one has the best running jokes. This one has the best callbacks. This one, it's just really funny. And so basically the whole movie is uh, Murtaugh and Riggs investigating this uh, drug, this like drug ring they accidentally come across because uh, there's this South African diplomat who's claiming uh, diplomatic immunity so then he can uh, just like run a drug ring and he can't get in trouble because he's a diplomat. I, I get what the movie's saying and like I get that politicians are greedy scumbags in real life but like I this does seem the thing about this movie is like okay everybody knows he's running this drug ring but he still claims diplomatic immunity and that makes it okay like I don't know I don't know politics I don't know international laws or whatever clearly I'm ignorant in that but like I don't know it just seemed a little weird that he that like they he treats it like he can do whatever the fuck he wants it's like i i don't know if that's true but it's a movie like really who gives a shit and really who gives a shit because the rest of the movie is just hilarious every every scene has something memorable about it there's this part of the beginning of the movie where uh murtaugh's daughter rianne is like talking about how oh she's she's in a commercial and they're gonna watch her commercial on the tv like they're like excited for this and she's very excited to show them and then they see the commercial and it's a commercial for condoms and murtaugh is like oh geez like my baby girl is in a condom commercial like and it's funny because like rianne didn't think to tell them that (laughs) like why wouldn't you tell them that? Or, like, did she not know? Like, this is just... Like, usually this would piss me off, but, like, it's presented in such a weirdly hilarious way that I don't care. And plus the fact, it's never brought up again. Like, nobody... Like, the only time it bring, comes back up is because, like, uh, Murtaugh's, like, co-workers, like, see the commercial, and so they, like, make him a condom plant, and they just put it on his desk. And, like, that's the the, the end of that scenario like that's the end of that storyline it's like what a weirdly specific but really hilarious subplot to have and there's just so many good action scenes in lethal weapon 2 there's so many good explosions there's so many good car chases like i said the opening car chase like like really really good there there's so many good scenes with the villain like there's a scene towards the beginning where he brings in a guy and he like brings him into the into his office and there's plastic 
all over the office. There's like a, a plastic tarp on the bottom of the office. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'm just, I'm getting my office repainted. And then he's, and then he like has a talk with the guy and then he shoots the guy and then the guy falls on the plastic and then they wrap him up in plastic. It's like, oh, great, great setup, great execution of that. And then later on, there's a scene where the villain is chewing out the guy who shot the other guy because because he's a henchman and he's like chewing out his henchman and the henchman is like looking around the floor of the room and the guy and the villain's just like what are you doing and the henchman's like oh i'm just making sure i'm not standing on plastic it's like oh what a great callback like oh like such a good idea like such like little details like that i love i love little details like that like that just shows that you didn't just put in something once you you actively put it in there so then it's like called back again so then you understand like it keeps you on the edge of your seat like oh this is a this is a working world like people think and do things in this world and they they it's kind of hard to explain but like th- then early in the movie you see that Murtog is getting his house he's getting like a an extension on his garage and so there's a guy using a nail gun in the and in the garage and then later on in the movie when a bunch of hired goons try and attack murtog he gets he he doesn't have his gun i don't remember why he uses the nail gun to like get the hired goons it's like like it's it's little things like that like little callbacks little little foreshadowing moments like i love that i love when a movie does that i love when and the movie doesn't really call attention to it it's just like oh we got the nail gun here we got a nail gun in that scene like it comes back simple like you don't have to do anything like you don't have to do anything crazy with that you can just do that like oh it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant then you have so many good scenes you have so many good explosions you have the part where like the bad guy is just totally going off the rails and he's just killing off all the other cops in their uh, in their division in Murtaugh and Riggs division. And there's this one of the coolest deaths I've ever seen in an action movie. This woman goes for a swim in her pool. So this cop lady goes for a swim in her pool. So she goes, she walks onto the, onto the diving board. She jumps off and her diving board explodes and she dies like that. You just see her fly up in the air and her, she just lands in the, in the pool and that's how she dies. She dies by an exploding diving board. When the hell have you ever seen that in another movie? It's it's bonkers. Like who comes up with that? That's brilliant. I oh god, it was so good. And then you get to the the climax. I, god, there's just so many other scenes I need to talk about, but like there's just so much lethal weapon too. There is so much. It's so exciting and adventurous and stupid but like the good kind of stupid like this is the kind of stupid i love seeing in these kinds of in these kinds of action movies anyway so so anyway like mert uh, not Murtog riggs befriends like some lady who works for the villain and then she's like oh i don't like the villain anymore and it's just like oh okay and then they become then they like have sex and it's like oh she's the love interest but then, and then uh, they they get shot up by the bad guys, but they escape. But then uh, they get caught by the bad guys, and then Murtog, not Murtog, fuck, Riggs gets caught by the bad guys, and he's wrapped in a uh, jumpsuit, 
and thrown off into the ocean. Now, what's great about that is because in an earlier scene, Riggs bet that he could uh, get, get out of the get out of a jumpsuit for a bet. And he was able to, and it set up that he had a dislocated shoulder, and that was that scene that it was painfully forced, but like in a way that like I could see Riggs doing that. Like, oh, I bet I could escape from a straitjacket. I'm just crazy enough to do that. Sure, I believe that. Anyway, so then he gets thrown out off into the water by the bad guys, and he easily escapes from the straitjacket. It's like, oh, because you set that up earlier. It's like great. So then he's like, oh, like, this is the part where, like, he's, like, gonna go save the girl. Nope. She's already at the bottom of the ocean. She's dead. Like, it literally, he, like, takes the straitjacket off, looks to his right, and there she is, dead, drowned. Like, he can't even save her. Like, she's long dead. Like, oh, God, what a great reveal. Such a great reveal of just turning his head, seeing that she's dead, and like it just fills him up with so much rage and so for the rest of the movie mel gibson is just this crazy psychopath where he'll just he'll just murder anything in his way he goes to like the bad guys' house he so, and it's on a hill with with like stilts on it's it's like a house on the side of a hill so it's got like stilts so he like wraps a chain around one of the stilts uses his pickup truck pulls the, the stilt and the house comes crumbling down it's like oh god it's so cool like oh and then the and then the final confrontation they go they like they go like see the guy, bad guys are trying to escape by boat to go back to south africa it's like no we're gonna get rid of we're gonna like take all your money throw it into the ocean like now now there's like this giant shootout battle and it's like oh it's so good and then and then the bad guy just like like shoots Riggs and you think, oh, Riggs is done for. And Murtaugh's just like, you son of a bitch. And the bad guy goes, oh, diplomatic immunity and holds up his diplomatic papers. And Murtaugh's just like, fuck this. Shoots him right in the head and just goes, it's been revoked. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, it was so satisfying. Fucking lethal weapon too, man. Oh, what a... So much more exciting. I don't know why. I just... I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why I like this as much as I do. I just do. And you know what? I don't want to understand why I like it as much as I do. I just like it. It's funny. I had fun with Lethal Weapon 2. I have very fond memories of it from a couple of days ago. Whatever. It was freaking awesome. So worth it. So much fun. Oh, I didn't even talk about Joe Pesci in the movie. Yeah, he was funny. Uh, pfft yeah he says okay a lot that's kind of his thing it's not the worst uh running joke or catchphrase for a character to have joe pesci honestly i was expecting him to be like the jar jar binks of this series he's not i can't really say i liked him i i didn't hate him i just i was indifferent to him in the movies it's like oh joe pesci's here cool whatever uh <laughs> moving on to lethal weapon three i didn't even talk about the toilet bomb fuck all right back to lethal weapon two sorry i have to talk about the toilet bomb one of the most tense scenes in lethal weapon two is the fucking toilet bomb so mel gibson goes to murtaugh's house goes to danny glover's house and f and finds danny glover on the toilet why because he finds out there's a bomb 
attached attached to his toilet and if he gets up the bomb explodes like that sounds like it would be dumb as shit and it is it is very dumb and that's the point it's fucking stupid and i love it oh my god it's so fucking funny like oh if i get up from this toilet it's gonna explode and we'll all die like how hilarious would that be like death by exploding toilet amazing and it's actually very tense like oh how do we how do we solve this we got to keep it quiet no it cuts right to just everybody's flipping their shit like oh there's all these firefighters and all those bomb squads and like danny glover's on the fucking toilet it's like oh it's just so funny but so cool and they get out of it because they are able to like stall it with like nitrogen or whatever liquid nitrogen or something and so then like Riggs pulls Murtaugh off the toilet and they like hide in the bathtub and then the whole bathroom explodes and it's like oh god like that's you know what that's what it is that that one segment in the movie the exploding toilet segment explains Lethal Weapon 2 very well it's bonkers but not in such a way that it's distracting like this is not like a distractingly different movie like say from the first movie like like in the same way that like the suicide squad is a completely different movie from suicide squad like it it still feels within the realm of reality from the first movie just an eensy bit more comedic and ridiculous and i like that i like that it's a movie that's funny that's just crazy but not too crazy and also just not like lame crazy like actually funny like exploding toilets exploding diving boards tumbling houses it's just been revoked like that's the kind of shit i love about lethal weapon 2 all right i gotta stop talking about lethal weapon 2 i'm sorry i love this movie but like i gotta talk about the other two movies this is already a very long episode so i'm just gonna (laughs) say i love lethal weapon 2 i'm done talking about it on to the next one Okay, Lethal Weapon 3. And Rene Russo plays a femme alter ego match for Riggs in Lethal Weapon 3. As the cops target a colleague dealing guns to the street, and Riggs steps onto the ice to rough up a pro hockey game, the puck stops here. Oh, boy. You know what? If if reincarnation is real, I want to be reincarnated into a guy who ends up getting a job writing descriptions for dvds and blu-rays and vhs tapes just i want to be i i I want this as a job i want to be i want to be the guy that just designs dvd covers that's able to like type out dvd like that's able to type out movie synopsises synopses and just i get to put whatever quotes i want on dvds like i could make some banger dvd covers dude like that that's what i want to be in the next life is a dvd uh synopsis writer because i could i could do this shit this is hilarious okay lethal weapon 3 um yeah not as good as the other two so like i said lethal weapon 1 good movie lethal weapon 2 awesome movie lethal weapon 3 eh, it, 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 i i'm, I'm I, I struggle to see why lethal weapon 3 really i mean it needed to exist it's a trilogy like of course you're gonna make a lethal and especially after the first two being good like you're gonna make a third one 
I just don't see it as that great. Um, it's not the worst action sequel I've seen. I would sooner watch it again over a ton of uh, third movies. I would watch it over a ton of third action movies. Like, uh, I can't really think of any. Like, I guess Taken 3, for example. Like, yeah, of course I would rather watch Lethal Weapon 3 over Taken 3. Taken 3 fucking sucks. But, like, Lethal Weapon 3, it also kind of sucks. But, I don't know. So, like I said earlier, like, the the most consistent factor of the these movies, of all four movies, is Mel Gibson and Danny Glover being, like, having great chemistry with each other. And that's no different here. I think what sucks about Lethal Weapon 3 is it's terribly unfocused. I never felt the urgency of the story because I don't think the movie really portrayed it as that urgent. So the main villain is a former cop who's taking advantage of being a former cop in the black market industry by like selling weapons to the black market and uh, building a housing complex with something. I... I don't know. All I know is that he's a former cop and like that's the point. It's the same thing as like I guess it's kind of the same thing as like Sean Bean's character in Goldeneye how he's a he's like a former spy or like Javier Bardem in Skyfall like they like they're villains who are, were once formerly good guys and are now bad guys. It's like I guess that's what they're going for but you know in Goldeneye and Skyfall like you understand sean bean and javier bardem's motivations like you understand them and you see them as characters i never saw this guy as much of a character he was just they just the movie just claims like oh he's a former cop it's like okay why like why did he leave the force did the movie explain that i don't remember i was very bored like and i don't feel like the urgency of the movie is really shown because they accidentally come across this conspiracy and then Rene Russo, yeah, is like occasion it's like telling them like, oh, you don't need to worry about this, like we'll handle this. It's like, okay. And then they just kind of do whatever. Like I feel like a lot of scenes in this movie are just kind of like Murtaugh and Riggs just fucking about, and then something happens because they just so happen to be in the same vicinity as the criminals doing bad guy stuff. It's like like okay whatever i just don't feel the urgency and i get it like i'm not expecting shawshank redemption or citizen kane here but i'm expecting to feel some urgency like lethal weapon 2 understood to keep Riggs and murtaugh on the case of the south african drug ring like every other scene like yeah they're fucking about and making fun of each other but like every scene they're always talking about the current uh drug bust they're always like focused on the plot at hand not so much here like they just kind of happenstance come across these kinds of stuff and so it's just it just does i just don't care i literally just don't care like by the end of the movie they're like oh it's just giant giant battle between Riggs, murtaugh renee russo like they're going up against jack the former cop like i think that was his name jack travis like that sound that sounds uh bland enough to be his name <laughs> uh 
like anything having to do with the story i just don't care like the the parts that i remember the most about this movie is the character of dolores this sassy black lady cop who drives with uh murtog in that one scene and then she's not in the movie at all well there's like one scene where she comes back and she tries to give flowers to murtog even though he's a married man it's like uh really like this is all you're doing with this character like the movie would be infinitely better if she was a much ma- if she was more of a major character like i'm not even kidding like dolores is hilarious in her two scenes but like they just don't do anything with her they're just like make her sexually assault danny glover it's like okay like that's all you're gonna do like wow what 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 vastness of creativity from the director of superman like ugh and the director of the first two lethal weapons like come on richard donner like this is the best you had Ugh, what a what a what a waste of a character and then there's like one scene where to combat a guard dog mel gibson just gets on all fours and starts eating dog biscuits with the dog and that's how he wins him over and then he just take he just adopts the dog it's like okay i'm i'm down with that that's like weird and out there but it was funny i enjoyed it like what a hilarious scene that was wholesome af or whatever like 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 it had nothing to do with the rest of the movie like you could cut it completely like you could cut the guard dog completely the movie doesn't change at all it was just a nice scene watching mel gibson scratch this dog's belly and eat dog biscuits with him it's like that's it i i don't know like you know i guess maybe I, maybe that's on me for just expecting a little more from something after lethal weapon 2 and just not getting it i just man it's just not as good like even the opening the opening is just Riggs and murtaugh accidentally blowing up a building like okay like yeah it's a cool shot of the building exploding and then they in turn get demoted but like i I don't know and this is just like running thing because murtaugh is like saying like oh i'm gonna retire like in a week and it's like oh i just got three days until retirement and like oh there's this big action plot about uh drugs and guns on the street and like oh ex-cop it's like oh i'm getting too old for this i'm retiring spoiler alert he doesn't retire because i i i don't remember why like oh i need to be on the force still whatever man i i don't know I sound like I'm kind of harsh towards this movie. I am. It really isn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I would sooner watch it over a lot of other movies. I just can't say I was ever, like, blown away. Like, I was really expecting something on the same level as Lethal Weapon 2. And maybe that's on me. Maybe that's on me for having my expectations extremely high. Because, I mean, come on, man. Lethal Weapon 2, like, so good. And Lethal Weapon 3, not the worst. I would recommend it if you've seen the first two. Just because there are worse movies to come out than Lethal Weapon 3. Like, I'm not I'm not even that annoyed by it. So, so that's the uh, triple feature director's cut of all three of these movies. Um, but there is one more movie I wanted to discuss because there's one more movie in the Lethal Weapon uh, franchise. Lethal Weapon 4 from 1998. 
Um, and it's the last Lethal Weapon movie to be made. And is it any good? Um, well, it is much like the third movie where it has the occasional stuff I like. It still has Murtaugh and Riggs going at each other, being funny. Like, I still love that. I still, it still has the same characters I know and love. It still has a lot of great action scenes. There's a scene, there's a part where they drive, they like drive off a highway, crash through an office building, drive through the office building and drive back onto the highway. It's like, that was cool. Like that was really, really interesting and cool. Um, and then there's a, there's a scene where Mel Gibson drives a forklift. Uh, I got a lot of ironic enjoyment out of that because that means Mel Gibson's forklift certified. That's cool. Um, but there's just a lot that I just don't like about this one that the third one didn't have. So this one has uh, Chris Rock as uh, the guy who is uh, having sex with Murtaugh's daughter but Murtaugh doesn't know that for some reason. Like, he knows he's going to be a grandpa, but he doesn't know who the father is of his grandson. And and then Mel Gibson finds out, and so he keeps it from him. And so Chris Rock is like this uh, cop in their uh, precinct, and he's, like, working for Murtaugh. He's like, oh, he's being extra nice to him. And... Murtaugh in turn takes this as Chris Rock having a crush on him and that leads to like you know the usual 90s gay jokes where it's just like oh like oh uh captain we should really be like just misunderstandings vagities just vague sayings and just it's not funny it's like the joke is that like oh Murtaugh thinks Chris Rock is gay like that's the joke like that's the that's the honest to god joke it's not funny and I'm not saying that like oh gay jokes can't be funny you can't make fun of gay people it's like gay jokes can be funny I think anything can be funny but they need to be a joke like where's the joke like oh this I think this man has feelings for me where's the joke where's the funny I don't get it like ugh it's it's not funny like i just i don't find it funny it's just it's just a misunderstanding but like he thinks he's gay like oh boo boo hoo boo freakity hoo it's just so stupid and then the villains are like these bland martial arts kung fu vague asian characters it's like oh yeah every asian character knows kung fu like oh real original 90s oh god it's the stereotypes in this movie are very distracting. Uh, maybe there were stereotypes in the other movies because it's a movie made in the, they were movies made in the eighties and nineties. It's like, I'm sure there were like stereotypes, but like, I don't know. It's more apparent in this movie and it's not fun. I just, and the movie's just so boring. It's just so unbelievably boring. I'm like, I get it. You're running out of steam here. And you can see why this is the last one. It ends pretty much where it should. It's It feels like a fourth movie in a franchise. Like, oh, 
we're doing this again and it just has such weird subplots like there's a subplot where murtog finds a chinese family that's that's immigrating to the u.s and he takes them in because he knows that if they get caught by the authorities they're gonna be deported but then it's like okay you're just gonna keep this 17 member family in your house discreetly like like i get it like yeah i think the the officer at the beginning was just like oh they're coming into this country illegally is a huge dick but it's like what the fuck are you doing like you're not doing anything any better he's like oh i'm freeing them you know i'm freeing them from torture it's like you're not freeing them you're keeping them captive in your house like how is this the american dream like i i don't get it movie like i whatever it's it's so stupid how it treats how this movie treats that aspect of it it's like uh i it's it's just so stupid it's just so unbelievably stupid another thing that's really interesting is that uh al leung is in this movie who is a very famous uh character actor very famous stunt character in movies like he's been in die hard he was just in big trouble in little china he was in the first lethal weapon which is my point here he was in the first one he plays a character who dies and then he comes back for this movie too but he's a completely different character and i'm sure that was done just because they wanted to hire him because he's a very famous asian stuntman but like i i'm almost positive they people who made who casted this movie just casted him because they didn't know that he was in the first one because they're just like oh he's an asian stuntman like whatever knowing this movie and how it treats its asian characters i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't know and again much like the third one i do sound like i'm very harsh towards this movie and in all real honesty much like the third one it's not the worst movie i've seen it's not the worst fourth movie i've seen it could have been worse it honest to god could have been worse with lethal weapon 4 i've seen more insulting movies than lethal weapon 4 i can kind of understand why it's not included in this dvd set but at the same time i mean lethal weapon 3 wasn't all that great why include that one i just uh... so anyway to kind of wrap this up in some way lethal weapon one good movie highly recommend lethal weapon two great movie highly highly recommend lethal weapon three eh movie you could watch it you could also not watch it i mean you're honestly just gonna get it doesn't really matter either way like i i guess i'd recommend it because it's not terrible but if you really want something on the same level as lethal weapon two with the third and fourth movies you're not gonna get that now for the uh final uh decision do i get rid of this triple feature director's cut dvd of the first three lethal weapons because would i rather turn it in for a blu-ray set for the for like a like a blu-ray set of all four lethal weapons so then i have all four of them together and i get lethal weapon 2 in crisp hd um so here's here here's what i'm thinking at the moment 
if I were to get rid of this, and I do think I should get rid of this because I just don't see the point in owning just the first three because I don't think that's fair to the fourth one. Even though I don't like the third or fourth one, I don't know, owning the third one and not the fourth one just seems kind of weird because it's like they're really not any different from each other. So like, why would I keep the third one and not have the fourth one? But at the same time, I don't necessarily want to keep the third and fourth one because they just didn't really blow me away all that much. I don't really see the point in owning them. Whereas the first two, I completely see. So I think it's an all or nothing deal. Like if I don't, if I don't have all four of them, then I just don't, I just don't see the point. So I'm getting rid of this triple feature and if I ever get my hands on a four pack blu-ray set of lethal weapon i'll keep that like i'll have all four of them on blu-ray i don't want any of this partial bullshit where it's just like the third the, the first three like i'd rather have all of them because i'd rather just ha i'd just rather would have the opportunity to have to see all four of them again mainly i'm going to use it because i would rather watch the first and second one especially the second one. So I don't want any of this partial bullshit. But maybe if maybe I don't want to go right for the Blu-ray pack because again, the third and fourth one I'm kind of not really jazzed about. I would honestly rather just own the first two on separate Blu-rays just because I could see myself returning to them more often. So Basically, whether or not I ever own Lethal Weapon again on Blu-ray, whether it's a four-pack or if it's just the first two on separate Blu-rays, that's that. Who knows when and if that'll happen? That's a whole other discussion that I'll eventually come across, I'm sure. But for now, as for this specific DVD, I am not keeping this. I. I don't I just don't see the point I don't really I don't see the point I would rather them be on nice blu-rays and I would rather have it be all or nothing um that about does it thank you all for listening thank you all for watching and I'll see you guys next time <laughs>